Philadelphia Union, San Jose Earth, DC, Los Angeles Galaxy, Beach Pass, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver Whitecaps, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, Tosh USA, New York Red Bulls, Pitch Pass, your all-access credential to the people that matter in MLS. Here's your host, Greg Roach. Should be able to do not one, but two episodes of Pitch Pass this week. So thank you very much for downloading this one. Don't forget to head back to PitchPass.com either later on in the week or maybe even now to see if there's a new episode posted. This one, though, is a good one. So make sure you're following us at Pitch Pass so you know whenever we post new episodes of the show that you get them immediately as they happen. Fresh, if you will. I told you it's going to be a big one today. We've got the first ever guest of Pitch Pass coming back to talk with us again. He is the head coach of D.C. United, Ben Olsen, will join us a little bit later on. But first, we head to Seattle. Sounders haven't missed a beat without guys like Clint Dempsey, DeAndre Yedlin, and are maybe the hottest team in the league right now. One of the reasons for that, shoring up the back line. And one of the reasons why that has happened is the acquisition of Chad Marshall. He joins us right now on Pitch Pass. Chad, how are you, sir? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking some time and, uh, and speaking with us for a few minutes. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. I've got to ask, and I, I don't mean to start off on an adversarial foot, but we're going to get asked some hard-hitting questions during our conversation, so we might as well start with the hardest-hitting question. Are you a throwdown or a cool-down type of Whitney Houston fan? Throwdown or cool-down? Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you mean? What? Well, Chad, I'm a little disappointed. You own Whitney Houston's greatest hits. It's divided into two CDs. One is called Cool Down, all of her slow songs. One is called Throwdown, which is all of her up-tempo songs. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Throwdown kind of guy, for sure. <laughs> for sure? Yeah. All right. I, and I'm glad to hear you say that. I am also a Throwdown kind of guy. Your favorite right. Throwdown Whitney song being? I want to dance with somebody. Really? Any particular yeah. reason? I don't know. Just for some reason, like for the longest time, I hear that song and I'm just instantly in a in a good mood. You know? Yeah, it's it's definitely one you got to jack up. Uh, I've always been partial to "How Well I Know" uh, off of Whitney Houston, the up tempo song on the down tempo record. That's a great one too. Thank you. <laughs> um, when you first of all, how how does your love of Whitney begin, and how far back does it go? Um. I don't know. I think my, my parents, like driving to soccer tournaments, you know, back in the day all over Southern California, uh, they had the, the Whitney CD whenever she came out with a new one. They, they'd have it on driving to soccer tournaments. So I just I just learned all the lyrics that way, um, <laughs> being in the car and then just, yeah, developed a love. And yeah, she's awesome. Uh you know, some people get get uh, get Beatles while they're in the backseat of the car. Some people get the Rolling Stones, maybe Led Zeppelin. You got Whitney Houston. I think you're blessed because of that. Yeah, it was uh, with Whitney Houston, Eagles, and Ario Speedwagon. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> you jump re- around a little bit. That's, that's nice. I like that. It's very eclectic, but you get the well-roundedness of uh, of seventies and eighties music. Yeah, it was a good time. Speaking of your youth, um, I was on uh, MLSsoccer.com and reading the profile on you and uh you know in the in the personal section it gives you the whole breakdown and it, which is the usual stuff but then one thing that popped out to me was it said as a youth you were an avid equestrian rider <laughs> uh yeah that's actually uh that's not true that's something I, 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 I made up and threw in there and it just kind of stuck um 
But yeah, people all the time, uh, you know, come up to me like, "Oh, you rode horses," <laughs> and I have, I, can, I either kind of play, depending on the day, I either play along with it or, or I tell them the truth. But yeah, I, I just threw that in there to, to make myself sound more interesting. How many hearts have you broken of of excited fans coming up, going, "Oh my gosh, there's Chad Marshall! I've got a great icebreaker. I am a horseback <laughs> rider. I'm gonna go up to him. I'm gonna ask him about horses, and then we're gonna bond." And you go, "I, I don't even know what that is. It's a joke." <laughs> yeah, and I just shoot him down. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably probably take it down, but it's it's funny now. It's every time I go on there, it's just to see it. It's awesome. It's back, you know? I I, yeah, I, I think it's great. <laughs> I think I had put some other stuff on there, like I was a, a badminton champion as as a youth, but they didn't put those ones those ones in there. But they they stuck with the horses. They believe that one. <laughs> After your Olympic dream of being an equestrian rider died, I don't think they really felt comfortable putting all your other accolades on there. <laughs> I guess not. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you're enjoying a uh, fantastic first season with Seattle Sounders. Um, but, you know, in going back and, and doing all the research on you, I noticed that you started off with a different number and then you, you settled back in to the number 14. But I, I want to ask you, though, what did you have to do to get that 14? Because it's it felt like, at least reading all through the transactions, you had a, there was a lot of jostling that had to be done for you to get back into the 14. So what did you have to do to get that 14? Um, yeah, well, when I came here, Alex Kasky, who now, who now plays for DC, yep. uh, he had 14. Um, so I saw, I talked to him and asked him and he was, he was pretty intent on keeping it. And, you know, I'm not one of those guys who wants going to come in and say, Oh, I want this number kind of thing. So I was happy to go with five. Um, and then he was traded, uh, shortly after that. So then Nolan, our equipment manager came to me and was like, Oh, do you want to go to 14 now? And 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 so I decided to make the switch to 14 after being five for two weeks. And I'm sure, you know, whenever a, a teammate gets traded, it's always a hard situation. But there had to be a little piece of you going, oh, Kasky was traded? Yes! No, no. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a great dude. Uh, uh, I liked talking to Kasky and having him as a teammate. Uh, I didn't even think of it at the time when he got traded. I was just bummed that, you know, that he was going to D.C. <laughs> So yeah, just, yeah, it, it definitely it worked out for, for the number, but uh, he's a good dude. I miss him. I now just have a vision of you going, what fourteen? He got. Tr- I didn't even know he was fourteen. But hey, since it's open, <laughs> no, I really, I promise you, I really did not <laughs> think about it at the time. Uh, settle for me uh, a debate that I'm sure goes around uh, the all of the city of Seattle. Um, what is the definitive argument ender in the Chad versus Chad? debate on the Sounders? Uh, in what sense? What do you mean? In what sense, uh, in when people try to, to argue Chad versus Chad, who is the better Chad, who is the Chad they most want to hang out with, uh, What what is the argument ender? What is the thing that makes everybody go, oh, well, Chad Marshall, obviously, not Chad Barrett, please. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say it's pretty close. I like Chad Barrett's a pretty cool guy, you know? Great golfer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think people would probably go with him. I'm just, I'm just a home <laughs> I just hang out with my dogs at home, dude. So the argument ender is Chad Marshall just saying, uh, Chad Barrett is the one you'd want to hang out with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll just be honest with him. I wanted to ask you about the return of Brad Evans. Um, you went through a similar situation in 2010 when the cutdown happened. Uh, did you have any words for him uh, when he came back to Seattle and, and rejoined the team? Um, no, not really. I mean, there's not much to say. It's, it's, it sucks, you know? Uh, 
to be so to be so close. It, it, it kind of just just is what it is. I just kind of let him know. Yeah, I was in the same situation, and maybe there was some some comfort in that, knowing you know that I had been through it. But I really didn't didn't say much to him. It kind of just is what it is. Um, he's a smart dude who who cares a lot about the Sounders, so uh, he knew uh, he just had to get back to work uh, for us and and kind of put it out of, put it out of his mind. You say he's a smart dude. Have you ever gone like on a trivia night with him somewhere? No, I haven't yet, but that's a good idea. Cool. Yeah, you get a Sounders team together and you go 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 to bars and dominate trivia teams. I would love that. Yeah, that I, sounds like a, like a great Thursday night. Totally, totally. Um, and then the other one thing I wanted to ask you about the the team and your current form. You know, after the the New England match where you guys were uh, were pretty soundly beaten, you've turned. Yeah, it didn't go great. It didn't go. It didn't go well at all. And. I think most people looking out from the outside looking in say, wow, they got ran off the field 5 nothing against New England. Now they're losing three starters potentially for X amount of time. Uh, this could be where the wheels fall off for Seattle. And you guys were able to regroup, uh, put together a one nothing win, came back with a 2-2 tie, and then, of course, this past week, the 4 nothing win over Real Salt Lake. How were you able to regroup after that, knowing that you were losing guys, and for a time you did and still have lost guys? Um, you know, I think, I think we looked at it as, uh, it was just, just a one-off game, you know, uh, you know, we had played well before that. I think we had won five in a row. Um, so even though it was a bad result, it wasn't like the, the end of the world and, oh, they've figured us out kind of thing. I think it was just, just an awful day. It was the end of a, a long week. And, you know, to be fair, New England was just on, they finished their chances. Um, so, you know, obviously we watched video on it and we learned from it, but, um, you know, we knew that we were a good team, even even losing Clint and DeAndre and Brad going into camp. Uh, you know, we have a deep roster, and, and we were able to, you know, maintain that form and, and get results, even though those guys are gone. You know, and I, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm pretty sure you're going to go soccer cliche on me, which is fine, but there was no part of you guys or the team dynamic thinking to yourself, wow, this because there is such a thing as we just were off our game today. We were playing well going in. We are off our game when we got back on track. But you were losing three important members of the team, and you knew that coming out of it. There was no part of you thinking, oh, boy, this could be a little bit of a problem if we don't right this, strip, this ship quickly. Uh, I mean, I'm not, it's not being cliche. I'm just being honest. No, I... Uh, I was fully confident uh, in our team. We have a, we have a deep roster. I think the, the coaches have done a great job uh, this off season in acquiring talent, and I think you've seen that in the last three games. Guys have stepped up when when their number's been called and have done a great job. So I mean, obviously any team is going to want to have Clint Dempsey on the field, but um, you know we know when those guys get called up that we have guys that are that are raring to go and and chomping at the bit to get their chance and. Uh, they performed well. I've talked to guys, uh, players throughout the league who have had families and when they relocate and what it's like on, on the wives, on the kids. But I've never asked somebody about their 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 dogs or their pets. I know you have two dogs. Um, just looking through your Twitter feed, they show up a lot. <laughs> how how is it a difficult move as a as a dog owner? And like, especially for the pets to have to move and 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 take them out of something they're comfortable in, which would be, I guess, your house in Columbus, and move them to somewhere new. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a hassle getting them out here. We don't. They're like just a little too big to like fly on the plane with you, you know. Um, and we didn't feel comfortable like shipping them in a, in a plane. So actually, my fiance and her mom had to drive from Columbus with them to uh. Seattle. Um, so that, that was a long trip, but, uh, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty chill dogs. They're, 
they're good in any situation. I mean, we were in the hotel here before we got in our place for like two and a half months, so they were in there with us, and there are no problems. Uh, they're pretty good dogs. How does that conversation go where you have to, I don't want to say break it to her, but you have to say, hey, I, I mean, I can't drive them so because I don't have the time, but you <laughs> seem like you would have time. Maybe you could drive them out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think she was uh, the most thrilled about it when it got brought up, but uh, you know, luckily her mom flew out and was willing to do the drive with her. Um, so yeah, that was awesome, and you know, it saved me a bunch of money <laughs> trying to figure out another way to get them out here. And I I did want to ask you, and you brought it up was uh, was they they were in the hotel with you guys when when you were looking for a place to live? Yeah. How's that work out? Um, it was packed. So actually. <laughs> Actually, for a month, it was uh, me, my fiance, my fiance's mom, and two dogs uh, in a hotel room. So well, that sounds really awesome. <laughs> Needless <laughs> to say, we were excited uh, when we got into our place finally. Well, and I also, if you know, I don't know what you guys were doing before in Columbus, but I don't think there's an, a, a bigger test of a love and if this is going to make it or we're going to make this work when we're in a hotel room with two dogs and my future mother-in-law all in the room together. Exactly. Um, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it was, I mean, her mom, her mom's awesome and helped out with the dog when I was traveling away and stuff like that. So, uh, it actually worked out, uh, for the better. How often, or how often do they travel with you? Um, you, you take them the preseason? The dogs? Yeah. No, they, they stay here, uh, in Seattle when, my actually my fiance was still in Columbus during that. They came out. Uh, they drove out just before the first game. But when I travel for away trips, uh, my fiance just stayed through it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, last thing for you, we got some time off from the league uh, coming up. Do you look at that as a positive or a negative uh, having that break? Um, I think it's a po- I think it's a positive. Uh, we you know. It's been it's been a it's been a tough start to to the year. I think on guys' bodies. I think we've played like. I think mean, twelve of our first fourteen games or something are on are on turf on the synthetic surface. So we guys got some guys banged up. Um, so it'll be nice to get a little break and then rest rest some dudes up and, and get healthy for the you know for the second stretch of the season. You know, and, and grass versus synthetic. I know you're not going to trash your your own turf, but what is what is the difference in the in the grass versus synthetic as far as toll on your body is it an extra day uh to shake off that soreness what what is the actual effect uh it's just a little tougher on on joints um you know you really feel it in the hips and in the knees you know the next day after after a game on turf i mean it's, it's we're, we're used to it now but i mean for the guys for the guys who came in like myself who had played on grass for for 10 years you know, it takes a little bit of time to get used to. So, you know, having that week to to get your body back would be nice for sure. You don't want to pull a, an Henri and just uh, beg off of any game on turf. No, I can't do that. fourteen, <laughs> I would never play. <laughs> I also, as you were thinking about hard on saying harder on the joints, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe that's the thirty creeping up on you, Chad. Hey, right, um, right now I'm just the twenty-something. You know? <laughs> How are you spending your time off? Um, we haven't figured it out yet. I think we're, uh, there's a there's a nice lake up here called Lake Chelan. We're thinking about maybe renting the house and and going there for the week, but uh, we haven't we haven't nailed down anything yet. So if you got any suggestions, let me know. Well, I mean, I saw the picture of you doing the golf course, and you know that that golf course looked beautiful. So I would just schedule as many rounds as possible in the area and just get some get some times in. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea, unless unless you saw how I hit him yesterday. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't want me on that course anymore. Uh, before I let you go, I got to ask you who who do you got for the World Cup? Assuming the U.S. wins, put them aside. Who else would you have? Um, I think it's probably hard to argue with with Spain with their with their run of uh, recent big tournaments. Uh, I think they still have. I think they'd still be the favorite in my book, even though it is in Brazil. I was just, just going to ask you, European teams traveling, you're, you're saying that we're putting that to the side, we end it now, Spain wins the World Cup. U.S. US wins the World Cup. That's right. You're putting them out in this scenario, so, <laughs> so I'll go with Spain, I guess. Chad Marshall, thank you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for taking some time to hang with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Chad Marshall of Seattle Sounders, I, I should have hammered him a little more on his lack of Whitney Houston knowledge. He calls himself a fan. Meanwhile, I'm running rings around his Whitney knowledge. At Chad Marshall 14 if you want to uh, throw some trivia questions his way on Twitter. I mentioned the top of the show, Ben Olsen was the first ever guest of Pitch Path. At the time, he had just taken over as head coach of DC United. Now... He's a veteran of coaching DC United and being on pitch pass as he joins us again right now. Benny! Coach, how are you, man? Been I'm, too long, been too long. It has, it has. I always like to get you in a good mood, though, and uh, after last year, I didn't feel like you weren't in a good mood as much, but this year, I'm all about Ben Olsen and talking to you. <laughs> I am fickle. I, yeah, it's, you know, I wasn't always in a bad mood, just mo- most of the weekdays and some of the weekends. How have you been, sir? I'm all right. Uh, yeah, I just got off the phone with a uh, Salt Lake City reporter talking about our old friend Nick Ramondo. So uh, I'm getting uh, the buzz of the World Cup is upon us, and uh, I'm getting excited. I like that. You know, let's let's start there since you brought up World Cup. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. I, by the way, I just talked to Chad Marshall of Seattle Sounders. His choice, if the U.S. doesn't win, is Spain. What is your choice if the U.S. doesn't win? I was uh, scouted Spain a little bit yesterday. They're live at RFK, huh? <laughs> um, I, I, I snuck into the rafters and was watching them train. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. And uh, what's so impressive about them is there's just so many guys returning uh, still in in the prime uh, from that team. And uh, they, they just knew each other so well and uh, it, it'd be tough to not go with Spain uh, back to back. I, you know, the the Brazilian aspect in this is, who knows, is it too much pressure? Uh, does it fuel them to, to, to get the cup? The World Cup is so tough. But I'll go with Spain and then uh, Brazil is my uh, uh, final. Now, for people who don't know, uh, Spain training at RFK, which is uh, Ben's stomping ground. I thought you were going to say that you went out there, you, you got suited up, you, you just made yourself available for selection if they needed another body in there. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I, I, that would make my year uh, to, to to pass the ball around with those guys. You know, it was funny. I, I watched Iniesta and Javi and, and these these Spanish players, and every time there was a water break, they would run over and just pass the ball. They wouldn't even break. <laughs> they just wanted to pass with each other, like 10 yards away from each other as quick as possible. It was amazing. I mean, the, the, the joy in passing to the next guy to them, it's, 
just it's mind blowing. Now, the reason they are they are in D.C. and doing some training is they wanted to get acclimated to the climate of Brazil, the hot humidity, which uh, if you're not in the area of today, you're getting. They're, they're, this is mission accomplished for a day like today. So, you know, as a guy who played summertime soccer for most of his career, what would you tell them if you had a chance to speak with them about playing in humidity? Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> you know, I, I think... It's not much to uh, there's not much advice you can do, but you know, stay out of it as much as possible. Keep the training sessions you know short and sharp, and then make sure you're doing all you can with the diet stuff and the hydrating, because some of these guys don't don't get it because they don't play uh, in this type of heat. But the grass is going to be different over there uh, in in Brazil. It's never it's a little bit of that spongy Central American stuff. So there's a lot to get used to for the European teams. Uh, where I think some of the South Americans will have an advantage. Now we'll see how objective you are. Uh, as I'm looking, and when I saw the USA's group uh, when it was pulled in December, obviously I had that first moment where I, I was scared and I thought to myself, this is an impossible mountain to climb. And then I started to think about it. Here's my optimistic uh, outcomes for the U.S.'s group. Uh, Thai versus Ghana tie versus Portugal, then you play a Germany team that has already qualified for the next round, maybe resting guys, maybe holding guys out for yellow card accumulations. I say win versus a, a German side that is not doesn't have anything to play for. You move on to the next round. Am I crazy? No. You're not, you're not crazy. Uh, the, the World Cup is crazy. I mean, those first rounds are, are, are nuts. Uh, there's so many balls in the air and uh, I, you know, you'd love to get start off with a win. I think uh, against Ghana, uh, but a tie, you're 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 living. You know, you're you're doing okay. But I, I do think we have to try to get three against Ghana. Um, and and I don't know if Germany, it's going to be that easy, right? It's a group of death for everyone. Germany, uh, Portugal. You know, Germany doesn't like the doesn't like. Uh, the, the, the group either. Neither does Portugal, right? So they're all going to be, you know, I think it still will come down to that last day. I don't know if anybody's going to be safe. You mentioned our friend Nick Romano. Uh, I'm sure you probably had a chance to speak with him over the course of the last few weeks as he gets ready to leave for Brazil. You've been in this situation as a member of the of the 23-man squad in 2006. Uh, wh- what kind of things go through your mind at this juncture? Do you, is it is it a nervous energy? Do you just want to get there on site and get into it? Where, where's your head at as a player right now? I, I think you, you're, you're, you're just jazzed. You're just jazzed up to be there. You, you, you want to be a good teammate. You want to get fit. You want to, to start to see your team develop. And, yeah, you want to get to Brazil. You want to get in your hotel and, and, and get sorted. Um, you know, I, those, you know I'm, so I'm very happy for Nick. I'm very happy for Kyle, some of these guys, and Wanda Lasky that have you know, kind of grinded the way into this team because it, it reminds me a little bit of what, how I got on there. Mm-hmm. I joked that I was running behind the plane, like <laughs> grabbing onto the wheel uh, to to get to uh, to Germany. So I think they're just excited to be a part of the group and, and looking forward to the, the the challenge that they have. But it's also it's intense. You know, it's heavy. Once you get there, it's a it's a business trip, man. And, and everybody says, hey, yeah, enjoy the World Cup. You know, it's great, but. It's heavy, you know. It's it's the biggest business trip of your life, uh, and it's you know the anxiety's high, and, and there's a lot of pressure, and uh, I so it's you know you, you don't enjoy it as much as you'd like to. 
I'm going to just talk to Chad Marshall, as I mentioned. They actually, as we bring it back to the league, they actually have a nice little break uh, due to the World Cup. But then I was looking at the United schedule. Other than an 11-day break, which isn't that big of a deal, you guys are kind of working through the holiday, if you will, uh, with that U.S. Open Cup match. Is that something that is is playing into your favor, or would you prefer to have that, that two-week kind of period where you're not really doing anything? As a player, I would have liked the, uh, the two-week break. Um, as a coach, I don't mind the way it's set up because I'm still able to get them, you know, three days off here and four days off on the back end of the, uh, the, the two weeks. But in between, we have an Open Cup game, and we actually have the Montreal game uh, that only three teams in the league have the Wednesday after this weekend. So uh, I- I'm okay with it, you know, again, being a coach and uh trying to make sure we don't just, you know, leave for two weeks and then come back and have to restart. You know, we're in a fairly good rhythm. Uh, we still have a long way to go and a lot to work on. So, um, you know, I think they'll, they'll feel like they've recovered uh, enough and they've gotten their break, but they're also coming back in. So I don't think they're happy with it, but uh, I'm okay with it. Now, as the defending U.S. Open Cup champions, I'm sure I know you guys are taking it seriously, and I know that you're going to say all that. But having said that, does the fact that this game kind of falls during a lull in the MLS schedule allow you to do some things in the U.S. Open Cup that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do if you were doing uh, weekly league matches? Well, we, we've got a, a different group than we did last year, right? And we're in a different situation as well. So there's all types of different things that play into the Open Cup. Uh, my, you know, one of my main, you know, thoughts on the Open Cup right now is I really, I, I like uh, my 11 through 18, 19 players. Uh, we've got a lot of talented players, and I want to see them play in real games. Uh, you know, not only for now, but for down the line. And, and we've, we've knock on wood, been fairly healthy. So some of these guys like Steve Birnbaum and, and uh, uh, not out of and Taylor Kemp's and these guys have not gotten enough real game time. They've gotten some Richmond games, so that might be an opportunity to see them play. Uh, but saying that, I expect to win those games. I, I've seen this second team and the depth that we have. If we stay on healthy, uh, if we stay healthy, knock on wood, that it, that that team can certainly win the first two rounds. Now, I'm not going to ask you about the Peter Vermees post-match comments. Uh, I don't want to start any beefs, although I would love if you did start a beef, but I don't think that you will. I think you're, you're a more mature coach than you were a few years ago. So I'll ask you this question in this way. Uh, the the term Betty Ball has been thrown out amongst DC United supporters, and uh, what we've seen from United the last few matches has been termed Betty Ball. And you've gotten the results that you've you've needed or you've wanted. Is this the kind of or style of play that you want this team to be playing? No, obviously we need to get better. Um, we need to you know stylistically uh, be a better team. Um, you know some of there's been a few games where we've had to grind out, you know, soccer wise, the other team was better than us. Uh, and again, it wasn't designed that way, but throughout the game, uh, the ball moved well on their side and then they had, they had more soccer in them on the day. Uh, and we found a way to get results. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for three points, uh, to anybody, uh, with, with a group that, uh, that's been together for four months uh, and seven new starters. 
You know, this this stuff takes time. Now, you could say Kansas City played their second team. Uh, fine. They, you know, I, I give them credit. They, they're, they're a good organization, and Peter's a, a good coach, and he's done a good job. Uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into any pissing contest with, with, with him. Uh, but I would say if you look through that game, you know, we were a little bit more on the counterattack, that's for sure. But there's no reason why we can't score two, three, four. We had more, we had better chances than them. Uh, if you really break that, that, that game down, we've got more looks, more opportunities to score. Yeah, we didn't dominate possession, but that's not what the game's always about. Would I like to dominate possession and still win? Yeah, why not? It's, it's more fun to have the ball, but that's not always the reality in soccer. And there's been uh, a lot of games where we have dominated possession uh, this year. So uh, I think maybe expectations are a, a little high right now. Um, with, with some people, but that's okay. That's what fans do. Um, so, do you are you here to temper expectations, or is you, you say this team isn't where it needs to be in in your mind? Um, I talked to Chris no. Rolf about a month ago. He talked about the team still coming together. I asked him, okay, we hear those that kind of talk all the time, but how long does it truly take? Uh, you, in your mind, they're not there yet. Well, we're we're there in some aspects. You know, we're we're there in 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 aspects of, of the, the way we defend and, and our battle mentality, our commitment, you know. Uh, but some of the, you know, the, the, the pieces at times, it's not clicking. And that's okay. That, that happens. And it, it doesn't click every game. There's some games that they have clicked. And we played pretty darn good. And we scored a lot of goals. And, and we played well against some teams. But some teams have have, you know, we have trouble matching up against right now. Uh, some of it's tactical, some of it's who, how we play, and, and the product of who we are and the, and the personnel that we have. Uh, so, yes, we need to get better. Um, but we're in, we're in second place right now, uh, being dead last last year. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic of, of where we're at. Uh, but we always need to get better. And how long does it take? It takes years. It takes to, to, to really get your team clicking to where you would really want them. It takes years, but not many teams have years, uh, three years, to have the, your core group together constantly. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something we'll, we'll try to do here. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm comfortable with the group right now, but we certainly have to get better. At, uh, after the the Spindola, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in quotes. Goal last week. A lot of people uh, took and and the the thing was well, everything that could have gone wrong last year for DC United went wrong. And 2014 has been the exact opposite. Everything that could have gone right has gone right. I take a little umbrage with that comment. I, I look at some of the injuries. I, I'm pointing to Chris Pontius specifically. Uh, not everything has gone right for DC United, and yet you guys have still found a way to turn around. Uh, is it a, just a matter of breaks going your way or more breaks? going your way this year than last year? No, no. The reason the, the, the reason we were in last place last year wasn't because we didn't get any breaks. You know, that, that, was, that was a small part of it. But there was a lot, there was a lot to that. And, and it's the same thing on the, the winning side. Yeah, breaks are, are a part of this, but, um, you know, a little bit of fortune. But that's not everything. There's hard work. There's, 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 uh, moves that the coaching staff is doing. There's just having better individual players out there uh, that, that have been around and know how to win games and, and know how to make plays. Uh, 
uh, you know, there's all these other things into it. I, I, it annoys me a little bit when it's all about bad breaks and, and good breaks. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes when you're, you're, things aren't going well, you, you lean a little heavier on the bad breaks, right? And things are going good, you might look away at the fortune. You don't remember the good calls that came for you. You don't remember the, uh, the, the, the own goals that were on your side. And some of that stuff has gone our way. Uh, you know, I, I think Fabi actually tried that. Um, but it, 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 the, the verdict is certainly out. You know, you say you say you think, and that was even our next question because you didn't actually acknowledge anything about whether you thought it was a shot or a cross, which led me to believe you asked him. So, but now you're saying you think. Did you ask him? Yeah, he he thinks it's he thinks he tried it. <laughs> he he a hundred percent thinks he tried it, and that's good enough for me. Uh, you know. But uh, you know, I would do the same thing probably if I uh, <laughs> if I did that. I, I can't tell. I look. I've looked at it several times. I, I think who who else would try that on our team? True. Right? He's the only. He's the only one. <laughs> So I got to ask you about Saturday because it's a little bit different as far as uh, well. Uh, that's the question, actually. You're playing at FedEx Field rather than RFK. You're playing as part of a doubleheader uh, rather than a standalone match. Is the prep a little different going to a different venue, even though it's a home game? Got got the game, the match going on before you. That's question. That's the first part of the question. And the second part is, I would imagine when Ben Olsen is putting together his starting eleven for DC United, the first name or the easiest name, the automatic name is always Perry Kitchen. Not going to have him this week because of yellow card accumulation. Does that impact impact how you're prepping for Saturday's match versus the crew? Well, yeah. I mean, we obviously have to work on some things without him. Um, you know, he covers a lot of ground. His ball winning is is, is key uh, defensively. You know, he's part of the big reason why we've been, um, you know, uh, have not been conceding a lot of goals. So, you know, Davey Arnold will come in there and kind of uh, do his part, and then we have some options, whether it's Silva or Neil or De Leon. Uh, well, if we got a couple different options that, that we need to look at to, to fill that void. But, again, it's just another opportunity for one of these guys to step in. You know, I, I think Silva's chopping at the bit to get back in a game. Uh, he had an injury, and he's worked his way back to good fitness. Uh, we know what Lewis Neal can do in there. It's a little bit of a different dynamic, I think, you know, you actually get maybe at times a little bit more possession with a guy like uh, Silver or Neal, but you get a little bit less of the ball winning. So uh, th- that can work in our favor as well. I feel like you are the kind of coach that, that enjoys the competition for places and not just in the generic sense that coaches like people competing. And I, I was going to ask you about Silva, and you brought him up. Uh, is it good for a young player like that to, to not just assume he's going to be in a lineup because he got off to a hot start or, or whatever, uh, that he does have an injury, he does need to work back to full fitness, and then on top of that, he does have to earn his place back in the lineup? You know, you you, you got to earn your spot to make the 18 now with with our group, and and, and it's it's a, it's a great thing to have as a coach. Um, it, it, it makes my job easier. Uh, you know, I think you end up having to manage personalities a little bit more because people get frustrated. You know, you're not you're not in the the eight uh, the starting 11, and then you're, some of these guys aren't in the 18, and then they have to go to Richmond uh, to get games. So there's a lot of the guys that were playing last year that can't even get in our 18. So that, that's a healthy thing. It does, you know, you know, you do need to stay on top of it a little bit more, but uh, I, I think it, it shows you 
the, the, the wealth of talent that we, we have at the moment. Have you mastered the stadium deflection questions? Yeah, I, no, I don't even master it anymore. Well, what does that mean? Not, I, I don't even try to. I don't even try to be political on it anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it. I just I like because you know you, you got the beat writers who have asked you the question ad nauseum for however many years you've been asked, uh, but then every time something comes up, you get like the the local news, the TV news people come out, and these people are fresh people asking the questions, and yet you still got the same. You know I can't think about it. Uh, you know I love it here at RFK. We'd love a new venue, uh, but I love it here yeah. at RFK. Yeah, because I mean it's RFK is my reality right now. You know what I mean? It, it's uh. It's where I work and it's where we play, man. So until you know, I'll let, I'll let the, the front office is doing a, a, that job. That's their their focus and the ownership. And my job is to to win games. See, you you have mastered the deflection because you even shifted into it with me, and I didn't even ask you a stadium question. I can't believe I just answered <laughs> that question that way. I was so so what I said I wasn't going to say. Uh, ben, did I hear correctly? Are you did you go for a third kid? Are you going around for another child? Yeah, I, I don't know what I was doing. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I knew what I was doing. Obviously. But I didn't, you know, it, yeah, it's it's a reality. And in about a month, a uh, month and a half, uh, you know, the, the turmoil will come. But uh. I, I love being I love being a father, man. It, it is, uh, it, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And uh, I'm, I'm not the most patient guy, so it teaches me a lot of lessons and, uh, I got a, a healthy daughter and, and son right now that are handfuls, but uh, it's a lot of fun watching them grow up. And another one to the posse, it, it kind of makes you a, a real, like a, a, a troop, you know? You're a real posse. With exactly. Three, cruising around. You got like a, 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 a real tribe. I was going to say you're like a cowboy because you got you to herd them up. You got to keep them all within the group and you got to herd them up and maybe lasso one back in. Yeah. And then, and then they kind of have to start raising themselves you yes. know like the six-year-old has to just kind of do her own thing and find herself thinner and you just I, i'm sure we'll make it work somehow now uh talking to bobby boswell when he was here as a as a single guy he was living in the district back as a guy with kids now he's out in the suburbs you're still living in the district my friend it might be time for you to head out of the big city and do some suburban life I don't know if I can do it. My, my wife's not into it. I, I, I'll throw it out there every now and then, but she, she squashes it pretty soon, uh, pretty, uh, pretty quickly. And mostly because she knows I won't like it. She knows I'll go crazy. I probably won't get to talk to you before the kid comes, so I'll ask you, uh, you know, as a head coach of a professional soccer team, uh, do you guys have a plan in place? Like, uh, you know, is there, a, is there a, like an induction date where you go, okay, this is when it's going to happen, or are you leaving up the chance? And if you're leading up the chance, what do you do if you're on the road when it happens? We, well, we, we have an, we have an induction good. date. We usually kind of go that road, uh, as most athletes tend to do. <laughs> but if, you know, if it goes a little early, uh, I, I guess I'm gonna have to scramble. I've got uh, she's got some friends around here. It's the third, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It'll have itself. Neighbor. It's only the neighbor or somebody's there. <laughs> well, Ben, uh, congratulations. Best of luck to you the rest of the season. Obviously, he's a United fan. Uh, I'm rooting for you. And when I say that, I really mean it, as opposed to when I say it to other other teams. When I'm just like, oh, good job. But best of luck I, to you guys, my friends. I know you love us, you guys. I appreciate it, man. Let's get it up. This is no voice. This is my friend.
For more show information, go to pitchpass.com.